This is the Christian Life Center podcast. Here at CLC, we are messengers of hope, where we believe in taking God's message of hope everywhere we go to everyone we meet. From wherever you are, be encouraged by this week's message. If you know me, you definitely know that I'm into a myriad of things. I enjoy sports. I enjoy technology. And something I thought about when I was a kid was where we would be as a society when it came to technology in the year 2020. I thought we would be living like the Jetsons. I thought we would have flying cars. I thought that as a kid. I thought we would just advance into technology and be able to have things. I'd just be able to sit on my couch, talk to things that would bring it to me, <laughs> talk to things that would make it. Talk to things and all of a sudden my, 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 my lazy boy would just get up from where it's at, hover and float and go to where I needed to go. I thought in the year 2020 would be this and never in a million years would I thought that we would be dealing with what we're dealing with now. And as I've done some research and uh, you know, I get into this, this hobby of looking into things, something I, I got really excited about just a few years back as they started announcing it is the electric cars that we have. There's a big company called Tesla and one of my dream cars one day is to be able to get a Tesla. Why? Because a Tesla has this thing called autopilot mode. It's one of the best things you can ever look upon and read upon that it's possible in today's day and age. Now I'm going to save some money. I got to save a lot of money. <laughs> but this thing has, this car has this thing called autopilot mode. And what it does is that the car uses cameras, ultrasonic sensors, and radar to see and sense the environment that's around the car as it's moving. It has a powerful onboard computer that processes these inputs in a matter of milliseconds to help make your driving safer and less stressful. And once you hit on the autopilot mode in the car, once you're driving, you take your hand off the steering wheel, you place it lightly there, and the car just goes. You should look this up, it's amazing. They have all these cameras, all these things, 360 degrees. Not only do the sensors and the cameras tell you what's around the car, but it also it tells you what's ahead. It tells you what's even beyond the car that's in front of you and the car that's behind you. It'll change lanes for you when it needs to. It's amazing. And one day I hope, God. <laughs> I thought about that today. And I thought, man, wouldn't that be great to have that same type of sense for our lives? we'd have all these cameras around you and it would tell you what's happening tomorrow? That it would tell you what's coming up next year? Wouldn't you have liked to know in 2019 what would happen in 2020? Am I the only one? It would be nice to have this kind of sensing in this way to be able to know what's coming up, what's going on, how can I be ready for it? Some people will tell you, well, you have something like that. Really? It's called your conscience. Some people will tell you your conscience will help you in this regard. A conscience is described as this in the dictionary. It says, the inner sense of what is right or wrong in, in one's conduct or motives impelling one toward right action. The complex of ethical and moral principles that controls or inhibits the actions or thoughts of an individual. There was a movie, a cartoon specifically in 1940s called Pinocchio. And there was a character named Jiminy Cricket, 
And his famous line in the movie was what? Let your conscience be your guide. Sounds like good advice, doesn't it? Sounds like it makes sense, doesn't it? Well, I want to show you if it does or doesn't. Where's Chris? I need Chris. Chris, can you help me? Is Chris here? Chris, 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 you're back there? Here he is. Hey, Chris. Everybody say hi to Chris. Um, so you don't know, he just had his birthday recently. 30 years old, this guy, 30 years old. Flavio, you can come out too with the thing. Um, so that means you're wise. <laughs> that means you've experienced a lot in your life. <laughs> I wanted to put that to the test. So you probably got a pretty healthy conscious now, and it's probably a way that you can be able to sense what you need to be doing in life, right? Yeah. Okay, so Flavi, could you come over here? And what I want to do is just blindfold you real fast. Is that okay? Uh, you, do you believe in me? Do you trust me? Yes. Good, because I'm going to make a fool of you right now, I promise. So here's what I'm going to do. She's going to put it on real tight, real easy. And based on what we just heard in the statement and what we know to be having as a conscience, I want you to let your conscience be your guide. I want you to put your chin down. Keep it there. And then when I tell you go, I want you to make your way to the keyboard. Okay? But this is how life works. <laughs> no, I know. Yep. Go, make your way to the keyboard. Let your conscience be your guide. Use your senses. Go, Chris. You can do it. Come on, you're 30 years old now. You've got some experience. You've got some feeling. Keep your chin down, bro. Keep your chin down. You have no idea where you are. Just feel your way through, right? You got to let your conscience be your guide. This is, you have, you're a human being. You have senses. You have a certain way of understanding and realizing it. Um, is that the right direction? Do you feel like you're going in the right way? No, no. Do you feel lost? <laughs> come here, Chris. Come here. Come here. This looks really silly, doesn't it? This looks like a, a really silly ask that I would have of him to be blindfolded and to make his way to something that he knows where it is, but he can't make his way because he's blind. A lot of us are living life just like this. You think you've got it figured out. You think you know where it is. And he has experience where the keyboard is. He's been there millions of times. But just because he's been there millions of times doesn't mean he can guide himself to where it needs to be because he doesn't know what's laying in front of him. He doesn't know what the next step looks like. He doesn't know what tomorrow looks like. He doesn't know what tomorrow will bring. So it's foolish for us to take the advice that to let our conscience be our guide. Why? Because you don't know what lies ahead. You don't know what direction to go in. You don't know what you should do. So who should be our guide? What should be our guide? That's what I want to answer today. A lot of you will think, well, maybe I can do it. Maybe I can figure it out, but I want, you to help, I want to help you realize today that you don't have it all figured out. Can you guys give it up for Chris? Thank you so much, Chris. You're amazing. You help. Flavia's going to come and help you. Go ahead. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. So should I really trust my conscience? And if you're taking notes here today, I want you to write these things down. Should I really be trusting my conscience? Well, the first thing I need you to understand about your conscience and about yourself is that my conscience reflects my desires. My conscience reflects my desires. Let's just admit it for a second. When you ask yourself, what feels right? What is my conscience telling me? That's not God speaking, is it? 
That's you speaking. It's what you want and that inner voice that you think is directing you. It's really your inner voice of what you want. Your conscience doesn't tell you what is right. It tells you what you desire. Your conscience isn't God. It isn't God's voice directing you. Most of the time, my conscience reflects my human desires, not God's desires. Secondly, my conscience is inconsistent. Inconsistent. That's how your conscience is. Your conscience may be clear, but it doesn't make you innocent at times. Some people will say, well, I feel this way today, but then tomorrow they feel a different way. Some of you know that because you're married to a person like that. Some of you know that because you've dealt with that person inside your job. Hmm. They feel this way, this way one way, one day, and then they feel differently the next. Many of you have made decisions trusting your conscience and afterwards come to the realization that you were wrong. You ever had that moment? Felt like a good feeling. Felt like I should have done that. Felt like I should have gone in that direction. And then I realized, man, I was wrong. We've all made decisions we were thought was right, but then looking back, we say that was the worst mistake of my life. And lastly here, can't trust your conscience. Not only does it reflect your desire and is it consistent, but your conscience is culturally influenced. Your conscience is culturally influenced. I want you to think about our culture and the society that we live here. We've come a long way in a long time, but we find ourselves going in the wrong direction. Where a lot of people thought certain things were okay 50 years ago, we're not saying, well, maybe it isn't okay, or maybe it is okay. What we think is wrong today, probably 50 years from now, people are going to think differently about it. And that's because we can find ourselves being swayed by the majority. Hear me today, the majority does not equal morality. Just because the popular vote or the popular opinion is such doesn't mean it is right in the eyes of God. You can't allow yourself to be influenced by the things that you see and hear around you. You can only allow yourself to be influenced by the things of God. God nowhere says, well, if enough people believe it, then it must be right. That's nowhere found in the Bible. If enough people take the wrong path, then surely it must be the right path, right? No, 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 no. Broad is the path that leads to destruction. Narrow is the path that leads towards heaven. We've got to be able to choose away from our conscience and our inner sense and what we're feeling. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 reminds us of this. It says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things. Do you realize that you lie to yourself all the time? <laughs> you would think the one person that you could trust is yourself. But Jeremiah tells us clearly in this passage, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked, he says. Who really knows how bad it is? We don't have to rely on own knowledge or understanding to live this life because God desires to give us his wisdom and guidance. 
He longs to help us. He freely gives his wisdom to those who seek him. In Proverbs, he portrays wisdom as standing on the street, calling out to us, practically begging people to receive him. There's no reluctance on God's part to guide us. It is only our failure to ask that keeps us from receiving. The situation that's been going on with your finances, did you ask God about it? The situation that's been going on with your health, did you ask God about that? The pandemic that we're in, did you ask God about that? Because I promise you, that did not catch him off guard. When was the last time you actively went to God? Because like he says in Proverbs, wisdom is crying out to you like on the street. And says, if you would just listen to me, if you would just read my word, if you would just follow what I have to say, I promise you I, promise you I would give you the essentials for your life. Follow God. Follow his leading. Follow his guidance. Follow what he has to say for you. I firmly believe if you allow it to take place, I firmly believe that every single step that you take, every single breath that you would take would be firmly planted by God's design and God's grace. Come on, somebody say amen to that. So if our conscience is untrustworthy, what is trustworthy? Simple. It's God's word. God's word reflects God's desires. John chapter 8 verse 31 tells us, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, he says. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. God's word is eternally consistent. Matthew chapter 24 verse 35 says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. It says that in the beginning the word was with God and was God. In the beginning the word existed and the word is going nowhere. The word was true then and it's true now and it will always be true. Because God's word is absolute truth. Absolute truth. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 5 says, every word of God has been proven true. Every word. How many? Every word. Every word of God has been proven true. He is a safe covering to those who trust in him. Come on, somebody say amen to that. Somebody be thankful for that today, that he can be a, tr a cover for you, that all of you would trust him and stand on his word. You stand on solid ground. So how do we do that? Pastor Christian, you did a great job this morning, helping me understand that I got to allow God's word, God to guide me in every single regard and every single aspect. But how do I do that? How do I really apply that to my life? Well, here's the main thing. First thing is, you need to hear God's word. You need to be actively hearing God's word. That means you need to be attentive to his voice. Can I tell you, not hearing the voice of God is a dangerous place to be. When you're not able to hear and discern God and what he's trying to speak to you, that is a very scary place to be. 
And I don't know where you're at right now. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know exactly what you've been going through specifically, but something I know is that if you would just allow yourself to hear God's word, draw yourself closer to him. Draw yourself to his word and his commands. Be allowing yourself to be hearing God's word and reading God's word daily. I promise you, you'll hear exactly what you need to hear. Hebrews chapter two, verse one tells us, so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard or we may drift away from it. We, may, we must listen very carefully, he says, to the truth that we have heard or we may drift away from it. Why should we hear God's word? Because it helps you to know his voice. Helps you to know his voice. John chapter 10 verse 27 says, my sheep recognize my voice and I know him, them, and they follow me. Jesus says it specifically, my sheep recognize my voice and he says, I know them. He knows you today. He knows exactly what you're going through. And all he asks is for you to follow him. Great way for me to think about this is when I think about my wife Danielle being a mother. She has this uncanny way to filter through the noises that could be happening in the house. I got, I got two dogs, and they're both beagles, and they're very loud. And they could be barking and banging like crazy. But as soon as my youngest son, Levi, starts crying, she knows exactly where he is and what that cry means. Moms, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You have this motherly intuition that as soon as you hear your, your child's voice or your child's cry, it, it, it just does something to you, right? It gets you to the point you, you pop up and you're just like, oh. And it's almost like sonar goes off. And he's like, she's like, she'd be sitting downstairs, totally away from him, but all of a sudden she hears him cry. She goes, he's upstairs in the second bedroom and he fell off the bed. Because she knows him, right? She knows him. She can tell exactly what he's going through as, as long as she's hearing his cry, she could tell because she knows. God knows your every cry. God knows exactly what you're going through. He knows that when you cry out to him, he knows exactly what you need. Because he knows you and he knows your voice. It's clear as day for him. He knows you. The question I ask you is when God is crying out to you, do you know his voice? He knows you very well, but do you know his voice? Do you know when, when he's guiding you and leading you in a certain direction that you've heard it enough that you can discern the right from wrong in that? Do you know his voice in that way? The way you know God's voice is by spending time with him. My wife knows Levi's cry and voice because she spent time with him since he was born. Have you spent time with God in that same way? The second thing we need to do if we're gonna really allow God's word to be our guide is that we need to study God's word. Not only hear it, but you need to study it. Study it. In the day and age that we live in, can I tell you, this is not hard to do. Some of you might be joining us here today and you're thinking, well, man, I just, 
I just don't understand the Bible sometimes. There are so many tools available to you, but you've got to start with the desire to say, God, I need to understand what your word is saying. There's, there's reading plans for you to, 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 to read. There's devotionals for you to pick up. There's, there's concordances. There's commentaries. There's all of these things. There's things on YouTube that people will explain. Can I tell you, YouTube is a very dangerous place. But there are so many tools out there for you to be able to go and look and be able to say, God, I need to study a word. Help me to understand this text today. You got to first go and want to be able to hear the word. And then you got to try to fully understand what God is trying to say for your day, for your week, for this season of your life. Have you been truly digging deep into God's word? Can I tell you, you need to saturate yourself with God's word. Saturate yourself with God's word. Think about it this way. If you were to have, if I were to have a sponge and a bowl of water here on stage, and I had a dry sponge, and it was brittle, and it was completely dry. As soon as I take that sponge and I put it into the water, what happens to that sponge? It soaks up all of the water that's there. It takes on what it has been immersed in. And when I, if I were to take that sponge out of the water and then squeeze it, what would come out of it? Water. Because it was immersed in it, it was saturated by it. When life squeezes you, what falls out of your life? Is it hatred? Is it anger? Is it bitterness? Can I tell you, if you were saturated in God's word, the things that will be flowing out of your life is love. The things that will be flowing out of your life is joy. The things that will be flowing out of your life is hope and peace. We have to allow ourselves to be saturated in God's word because in saturation comes your maturation. When you're saturated in God's word, you can allow yourself to be more mature in the decisions that you need to make for your life. Too many of us are making preschool decisions with our lives because you haven't spent time in the textbook for your life. Saturate yourself in God's word. It'll mature your heart. It'll mature your mind. It will mature your spirit and your soul so you can make wise decisions that are beyond your years. Saturate yourself in God's word. It helps you to distinguish his voice. First John chapter four tells us this. John tells us, dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God. For they are, there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in real body, then that person has the spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that a person is not from God. Such a person has a spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. You want to know how to filter through the things that you need to filter through from CNN? from online, from what your friends are telling you, from your coworkers are telling you, from what your family is telling you, from the thoughts that you have. You need to test those things, and the only way you can is by putting them against God's word. 
And if God's word says something contrary to that, you know it's false. But the question I have for you is, have you really saturated yourself in God's word? Then when somebody gives you advice to do something or to go in a certain direction, you don't say, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, what do I feel about it? No, no, no. You say, what does God's word have to say about that? Saturate yourself in God's word. Allow yourself to be soaked in that, and it'll lead you in the right direction. So not only do we need to hear God's word, not only do we need to study God's word, the last thing here is we need to apply God's word. It doesn't make sense for you to hear the truth and never do anything about it. What, what, what the picture that I feel in my mind is when, when Christians come to church or they read their Bible and they do these things that they feel is right and they feel like they, they know is part of the whole Christian lifestyle and they feed themselves with all of these things but then they don't do anything about it, they don't work their faith out, they become very obese Christians in their faith. And they're walking around, plodding around, thinking that they've got life all together but they look completely unhealthy. God wants us to work out our faith. God wants us to apply his word. He's giving you instructions and directions for a reason. Not because he just wants to hear himself talk. No, because he wants you to apply it to your life. Because he wants to help you. James chapter 1 verse 22. I love James because he says this. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. You know what an easy way is for, for you to not look dumb in life? You know what an easy way is for you to not to look foolish in life? Listen to God's word and do what it says. I promise you, if you do these things, God's guidance and wisdom will lead you and you will not find yourself worrying like you used to. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You will not find yourself worrying or doubting like you used to because his word is something you can take to the bank every single time. It's the absolute truth for your life and my life and we need to apply it on a daily basis. Why? because it helps you to obey his voice. It helps you to obey his voice. Psalm 32 verse eight says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. God tells us that. I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you, God says. Don't act on your own words. Don't act on somebody else's words. The only words you should be acting on is the word of God. That is going to lead you into the right direction. So when God's word tells you to turn right, what do you do? You turn right. When God's word tells you to turn left, what do you do? You turn left. Whether you feel like it or not, can I tell you that? Can I be honest and real? There's going to be a lot of times in your life where you're going to find yourself reading God's word and you're going to say, ah, oh, that's really uncomfortable. Or I just, I don't know. But something I want you to know, listen today, please. If there's anything else you hear, it's this. The only thing you should be acting on is when you hear God's voice and he tells you to do something clearly. 
When he says to go from point A from point B, you go. When he tells you to jump, you say, how high? Because when God's word speaks, he speaks the truth and only the truth and nothing but the truth. That's why Proverbs tells us, in verse 5 and 6, it tells us, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Somebody say all. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. Do not lean on your own understanding. Because you will trip and fall every single time. Seek his will. God's will. Christ's will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. Now what I'm sharing with you today is an essential for your life. Because in order for you to receive the proper guidance, you've got to be leaning into God's word. And I got to be honest with you, with everything that's been going on in our society, in our day and age that we live in, it's real easy to walk away from what we know is essential. It's real easy for us to listen to all the experts and all the pundits and all these different people that want to give you advice and tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing. Because there's just so much uncertainty. But in the midst of your uncertainty, in the midst of your questioning, wisdom is crying out to you. God's word is tapping you on the shoulder and says, I've been here all along. I've been here since the very beginning. I've been here when those moments that you've questioned and you've doubted. I've been here in those moments where you've cried. I've been in those moments where you found yourself so far from me. I've been here through my word. Will you come back to me? Hear my word. Study my word. And obey my word. Because when you do that, you will find a calmness in your spirit. You will find a joy in your life. You will find a certainty that lasts beyond all understanding because you've allowed your life to be built on the foundation of the word of God. Come on, somebody give God praise for that today. The band can come back now. You know, I titled today's message Guidance control. Because, yes, we need God's word to guide us, but we also need him to take control. I hope you heard what I just said. Yes, he needs to guide you, but he needs to take control in your life. We need to fully surrender our life over to God in order for his word to be activated in our lives. Some of you hearing me today may not fully understand what I'm talking about because you haven't really spent time with God. You haven't chosen to start, even start a relationship with him. I would encourage you to make a decision before you leave here today, before you leave from this moment, before you turn off this stream. You need to make a decision today. Make the choice today to follow Jesus and to hold true to his word. So here's what I'm going to ask. Everybody in this room, would you stand with me and bow your heads and close your eyes? And right there where you are, in your home, in your car, jogging in your neighborhood, I want you to stop for a moment and pause and close your eyes. 
And right there where you're standing, right there where you're at, as you have your eyes closed and your head bowed, I want you to take a proper inventory of your life right now in this moment. Have you been trusting God's word? Have you been going to it daily the way you're supposed to? Have you been forgetting the essentialness of God's word in your life? Have you walked away from it completely? Have you been listening to other voices? Have you been listening to other people? Have you been listening more to everything else, including yourself, instead of God's word? Today, before you leave here, today, before you leave this moment, you need to make a decision. Am I going to go back to the essential word of God, the thing that I need more desperately than ever? Truly, if you need guidance in your life, you need God's word. You need what he has to offer to you because he's crying out to you and he's saying, just trust me. Just follow me. Just listen to me. Read my word, hear my voice, and I will guide you to what you need to be going to. If this ministry is making an impact in your life, why not help us make an impact on the lives of others by partnering with us today? You can give through our CLC app or at clcftl.org forward slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe for more inspiring messages like this. Now go and be messengers of hope.